0: What's up everybody, welcome back, welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. How is everybody? I'm great, thank you for asking. Uh, another day, another dollar, another week, another deposit into the the bank of shred. <laughs> uh, I was finally, uh, I finally dropped a little bit away, so the last podcast was last Wednesday, today is the 17th, so the last one was the 10th. On the eighth, which was the Monday, I weighed one hundred nine point four kilos, and I weighed one hundred nine point four kilos every single day until today, and I was one hundred eight point eight. So I managed to drop half a kilo. I knew it was coming. Weight loss in a weight loss in a deficit is one of those things that isn't linear, especially when you're kind of playing with a lot of cardio, hard training, drugs. A lot of things can cause inflammation. So you know more often than not, like for example, what happened last week was, is I went from three or four days of cardio to everyday cardio. So while my output massively increased, which would have no doubt increased my deficit because my food came down and my thermogenics went up. But in that, in that, I gained inflammation. There's a lot more inflammation through my legs. There's a lot more inflammation through my lower body just from constantly stepping, you know, constantly walking, doing the cardio, doing a bike, blowing my quads out. So... I'm gonna hold almost more water from that, but be leaner. So whereas my body weight is 109.4, I've got no doubt that I was less than 109.4 all week because I was getting leaner and leaner and leaner and visually looking better and better and better. That was the thing that we noted. I have two check-ins a week from the difference between Monday and Thursday was was a big difference. And then again on this Monday. Um, So yeah, we're in that position where we're kind of just carving into the physique very very nicely but holding fullness super well um, which is really really cool to see because last year I really really had to dig and we used drugs a lot to hold that fullness whereas this time I can still use those drugs but the fullness is probably just going to be there like I'm I'm 11 and a half weeks out now I think it is maybe a little bit less from the first competition Um, and I'm so much leaner, like I'm so much leaner. Anyone who's seen any updates on the uh, on the Instagram recently, you'll see that the arms are coming in, waist is, is coming in a lot. Uh, my back is still fat. Still fat. My friends, I was too fat. My back is still fat. Um, that tends to be the last thing that comes in for me, so I have to really, really dig. I said in a, in a previous podcast, like in 2019, my glutes were shredded. It hurt to sit down on them, and my lower back was still... I still had body fat on it, so I had to keep. I had to keep digging. So I've got no doubt it's probably going to be a very similar story this year. But we've somewhat been cruising into this. There hasn't been no metaphorical hammer that has had to be dropped. I mean, quite often you'll see that that phrase: the hammer has been dropped. Well, often it needs to be dropped, right? Because you've just got a lot of work to do and you've got a lot of body fat to lose. And and to be fair, that was going to be the case. We were pretty confident that there was going to be at least sixteen, twenty kilos to come off. We've taken seven off and we're starting to think it might not be 16, 20 kilos that needs to come off because I am still, it was seven weeks in and I am still two and a half kilos heavier than where I started my prep last year. Still two and a half kilos heavier, you know, and I lost 20 kilos from there. So, you know, we could be looking at a 95, 96 kilo stage rate. That'd be crazy. Um, hopefully we can grow a little bit more. My body weight, body weight has obviously not changed a lot this week, but I've kind of felt bigger, felt stronger, felt leaner. So we're sort of yielding those results that we're chasing, and being in this place where I didn't start this prep too fat, we've really had full control, and we've just like chipped off the fat, chipped off the fat, rather than had to push the drugs high, try and gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. You know, while we're still trying to do that, we've not had to emphasize that. Which often, when you're pushing drugs so high, you get toxic, and it kind of has a rebound effect. And I was definitely there towards the end, so that was something to to consider. Today we're on, today we're on the Monster Blue Energy. I need to, um, you know what my issue is, is that Monster's pretty perfect in the way that it has like 130 mega caffeine per 100 mil. there's 5 ml, so 3 times 550, there's 150 mega caffeine in this, which is pretty solid. 3D energy tastes better and is better, but it's 200 meg. I don't want 200 meg in the morning. Like, a a small coffee for me fucking rocks me. A monster, I get about three quarters through and it fucking rocks me. I need a middle ground here of like 100 to 125 megs and maybe like less liquid. Maybe like a, a 400 mil. Well, hopefully it seems to be the standard I've been thinking about getting into this industry a little bit, but we're not, we're not 100% sure so I'm gonna keep that I'm gonna keep that in the quiet right now <laughs> But we've got a lot of ideas We've got a lot of ideas that we're trying to bring to the The next stages of one and more and I think that's something that I wanted to talk to talk to you guys about today Was the idea of building a business and Trying to put your fingers in pies and trying to spread those bets So for those of you guys who know how I earn money or don't know how I earn money I earn money through online coaching I earn money through Sponsors uh, so checks and uh, Insight Supplements are my two main sponsors. Um, I guess I get paid for like posts. So, for example, some of you guys might see me use those Theraguns. I call, everyone calls them a Theragun, massage gun. Theraguns the brand. Um, like I'll get paid for that, right? Like, so someone will send me send me out a gun which is worth two hundred quid. They'll pay me two hundred quid or whatever it is, and I'll post about it. Um, but I'll only take those deals if I fucking want one, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not just going to take £200 every, I mean, it sounds nice, right? And this is how people lose themselves in this industry, because people will approach you I've got this brand, I'll pay you £200 to talk about it Like, you know what, like, I don't do that because it sells you out really fucking quickly I will take the deal if I want to be a part of the deal, right? Because I want a fucking massage gun, I wanted one, I was going to buy one And then I had a company approach me, so it's kind of perfect, right? Same with clothing like if if, if someone who approaches me and they say well, I've got this new clothing brand and I want you to represent it and blah 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 If I don't like that stuff I'm not gonna represent it even if you want me want to pay me loads of money like it's just not gonna happen um, I very 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 rarely say yes to clothing the only people that I have said yes to clothing to send me to are, have been Alphalete, Gymshark and lately this this new company called Zypher Ziffer Zypher I'm gonna that's butchered I'm so sorry um, Because their, 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 their stuff was just on a level that I fuck with Like, I, I like that stuff and, and it's very, very valuable for someone who's getting into the industry to understand your value And to understand how easy it is to sell the fuck out, right? Um, and don't get me wrong, like, the idea of selling out isn't necessarily a bad thing Because selling means that someone's buying And it means that you've got money in your pocket, right? So at the end of the day If people on YouTube are going to say you've sold out but you've just put 500 grand in your bank, you know, fuck them. Because you have to live your life first and you have to care about your family and, and your future and your life and whatnot, right? So there's levels of sellout. Like if you're selling out for a couple hundred quid every couple of weeks for a new product that people are just firing at you, you kind of become this advert. And people just fire these things at you. Like once you say yes to a few, that they just whether they fucking put your email in like in a list of people that say yes or not. But you just get fired with these opportunities. And like I said, yes, back in the day, right? When you're young, you're naive, you want the money, you say yes, and then you just kind of get on this on this list. And you got to be very very careful because a lot of these things are. We'll send you a T-shirt and we'll give you a thirty-five percent discount code. We'll. If So that means that I have to buy stuff from you, at, okay, if you've got a 35% discount instead of 20, so I've got an extra £3 off my order versus like a, a normal customer, that's not a sponsorship, that's not really valuable, that's a scheme for those companies to make more money because they've got uh, a, and, and, and that's what, uh, who is it, who is it, BPI, my god, BPI. They did it to everyone. Every single person was a BPI ambassador because you got like a 60% discount code and they would sell their products for like 50, 60 quid a tub. But their markup was fucking horrendous. Like they're buying these tubs for like $9 and selling it for like 40 to 50 quid. But they would sell it to their ambassadors for like 15, 20, 25 pound. So they're still making 50, 60, even 100% on their markup, selling to their... Ambassadors, but but their ambassadors feel special because they've got such a big discount code almost bigger than So almost it is like a marketing technique. It's it's a technique to sell stuff is by getting ambassadors to buy stuff So you gotta be very very careful a real sponsor for those of you guys Who are out there? They need you. They need your value. So if you don't have that Maybe you're 500 1000 subscribers followers. Maybe you only get a hundred likes and you only get a few comments here and there what are you gonna give? And this is no disrespect, but what are you going to give a company like BPI? You you're not gonna like you're not gonna get a sale. Do you know what I mean? You're gonna get okay, you might you might get one sale. Sorry to be penicative. You might get a sale or two. That sale or two they get whatever, fifty, sixty quid. It's it's just not it's not worth it for them or you to enter that relationship when you just don't have anything to offer. So really anyone who's below It's very hard to put a number on it It's because a lot of it Compares in your engagement If you're at like Two, three thousand followers But you're getting You know Five, ten, fifteen comments And you're still You're getting three or four hundred likes That's a good ratio That's a good ratio And you could probably work with a company Because those people that follow you there But they interact They watch what you do You know And if you're in in a niche Like a bodybuilding for example And you have lots of bodybuilders That follow you That is is something to offer them So you've got to Work out your value um, And just make sure that you don't undersell yourself uh, For the prospect of working with a company and being a sponsored athlete because it's very very easy to do I never had a sponsor until insight, and I've had many 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 people To you know sell me their products and a real sponsor gives you real money a real deal and Supplements etc or whatever is part of the deal um rambled on there, but another part of the business is one more rep. So I actually have two businesses on paper. One is the coaching business, um, which I put all my coaching money through. And one is the Wanamar business, which is me as a brand as such. So I put all my sponsors through there and I put all my Wanamar clothing through there. Uh, and I'm in the process of, of, of opening a third company because I wanted to branch Wanamar into something else, um, which we're not going to talk about just yet, but just know that there is another Part of the business coming, which isn't clothing and apparel and accessories, um, and that's set up very, very specifically um, to be tax efficient. Now, you know, a lot of people might not understand why that's tax efficient, so we'll briefly talk about it. I have done a podcast on limited companies and setting yourself up to be tax uh, efficient. Can't say tax avoiding because that's not real. We're not avoiding it. We are playing the game. Um, is that if I was just to culminate all that income into one business the higher and higher that business earns the more and more tax you get you've got VAT at 86 grand Uh, so if you turn over 86 grand a year you have to pay 20% on everything because you've got VAT Um, and and, and obviously the higher I mean it's going to be inevitable right like the goal is obviously to to earn millions, right? That's the end goal here. So there's going to be a a point when you just kind of lump it in because you just need the money. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a part where you just, okay, I'm going to pay the tax because you you want this money. And obviously there's ways that you can be efficient about it, but there comes a point when once you break over those efficiencies, like dividends, paying yourself per month you know under the threshold once you've got past those and you do those and you need more than that you just got to accept the the tax so uh three businesses obviously I split the incomes as down the middle as I can so that there's so we try and stay below that VAT threshold in all three of the companies um but inevitably you know they're going to creep over and actually I think one 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 did creep over into into the VAT threshold this year so I've had to pay a hefty, a hefty VAT uh, bill, but that would have been way bigger if I had lumped those together, so That's something to consider But in terms of one we've got a new drop coming um, It's going to be the back-to-gym drop, but it's probably going to miss It's probably going to miss when the gym's open, to be fair uh, We're probably looking at a May drop, so we'll have a couple of weeks in the gym Finding your feet, and then we'll have everything dropped, so we're going to have D-handles, uh, we've got short and long D-handles uh, Short ones would be for pulling, if you ever notice that Whenever you put D handles over a, a lap pull down bar or anything like that, sometimes the handles are too long and you're too tall, so you can't get a full range of motion. So we've got the short handles for pull. And then if you notice you use short handles when you push, you know, quite often if you're wearing a watch or wrists or, or wrist wraps, like you the, the cable is on well, the handle is banging against your wrists. So we've got elongated uh, push handles which you can which which will be sold as a pair. Um, At A very competitive price two pairs for probably the price of every other pair because we don't do that shit here Um, We've got new knee sleeves, so the knee sleeves sold out pretty quickly last time Um, But I wanted them to be a little bit longer so they're like an inch taller and an inch Yeah an inch taller on either side, so they're basically two inches longer So they cover a bit more of the knee and they cover a bit more of the lower leg um, I just, that's just something I wanted to do. No changes in the in the ply um, or anything like that. It's still just single ply, simple one of our logo. It's not much you can do to a knee sleeve to make it sexy, so we just stick with that. Um, we have got a new wrist wraps, which have been confirmed. I've been using them all week. They are fucking amazing. They are leather. I've been looking for leather wrist wraps for a year. Finally found them. So those will be here as well. We've got one of our bags one of our bags which have uh, a sweatproof pocket they have a place for your shoes for your valuables uh, you have got the long strap you got the short strap uh, a simple black bag one of our white logo on it um w- completely waterproof you know reinforced zips very very nice little bag there um we've also got hats so we've got some new one of our hats sort of dad hats rough around the edges uh what do they call them weathered or something like that or or yeah i can't remember what they, what they call it um, we've also got uh, water bottles. So, just like some big two litre, three litre glass bottles, um, which would be really, really nice to to have on board. Just as a, you know what, it's nice just to have those things if people want to support the brand. So, we've we'll, we'll got a few of those in. We've also got t- new t shirts. We've also got tank tops. We've also got a hoodie. So, we've got a lot of stuff dropping. We've got a lot of things running around in the background that we've been trying to keep, keep a hold of. And it's, it's difficult to difficult to run this band on my own if i'm honest like it's difficult to post all my stuff on josh bridgman to be filming three times a week to be doing all my clients to be trying to run one trying to post on one trying to build the background of one trying to get my website built trying to bring on a new online coach there is a lot going on at the moment and my brain is at full capacity at the moment so and also i've just brought in this new this new one project because i have an insatiable appetite to grow at the moment so um Putting another finger in a pie trying to balance all this stuff like it, it, it is hard, but with with the right preparation in your day uh, and, and setting out your day properly you can you can massively Reward yourself with with that so for me like I get my hardest things out of the way first So for me mentally challenging, like my mentally challenge challenging things I try to get done early if I've got to do a lot of check-ins Forgot so to do this podcast like for me the podcast is mentally challenging to try and keep my focus for Half an hour 45 minutes continually rambling. There's no one here having a conversation with me It's just me talking to a mic and it's been 17 minutes of non-stop talking like I have to like those thoughts have to string together for half an hour 45 minutes Because if they don't it sounds stupid um And then later on I get in my day the hungrier I get the more energy I dip deep into like I haven't done my cardio yet, I haven't done any steps I've literally got out of my bed, feel good Coming straight through my podcast while I feel fresh um, And we've got to be I like to prep my day like that personally So like I'm pretty much done with my day By 4, 5 Sometimes 6pm But I'm starting my day at 7 Right, so it's I'm doing it at 10, 11, 12 hour day And I try and switch off by 6 P, Clients who will I mean the clients who listen to this they'll know like if they're messaging me six, six thirty, seven, any any time after that, like if they get a reply, then they got me on a very good day. Um but more often than not, you're probably not gonna get a reply in the evening because I need my time in the evening to be able to just calm my brain down. I need that time in the evening to be able to switch down so I can sleep well. I've gotta underst you gotta understand that my overarching goal is to be an IFPP pro and, and nothing's going to stop that. You know that means I'm not gonna put a client in the way of that <laughs> and 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 that sounds potentially quite selfish to the people, to my clients who are listening but I just mean that in the nicest way possible that from seven o'clock in the morning till four five six p m you can message me anytime and you're probably gonna get a reply that day right but if you do do a little bit later I'm just gonna reply the next day at seven a m probably before you're awake right so it's not selfish in that way because you can wait a day to get a response or you can wait a night to get a response um but I would not, if, if I knew that right now I don't need to be looking at my phone, if I knew that I don't want to be replying to clients, I'm not going to, you know, and and, and that's, that's the reality of it, is you've got to prioritize your time and stick to it, and actually stick to it, you know, like actually... Don't make exceptions to the rule Because as soon as you make one exception You can make two exceptions And before you know it You're replying to three, four, five people And I've done that And I will do that And I've done that And I'll do it again <laughs> My girlfriend gets me all the time It's like 7, 8pm And I'm just like replying to like two or three clients She's like, you doing? we We'd sat here watching Netflix Let's just relax You know, so Very easily done um, For those people that want to Grow their businesses as much as possible So that wasn't really a specific topic It was more just like What's going on with one Amar How busy I am Basically just a rant and complain, um, but yeah, like th- I think that's a pretty good insight as to what's going on in my life right now. This just tastes so nice. I'm so fucking hungry at the moment. I'm really starting to feel this prep. Um, right then, let's get into some questions. We'll do a few questions for the next ten, twenty minutes, and um, we're we'll going from here. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm probably going to skip through some of these. Um, how are you getting on with the ups and downs of prep? Uh, same as every day. Get it done. Get it done. You get some days that you feel shit. You get some days you feel good. Just enjoy the good ones. Ride through the shit ones. You know, nothing's going to stop me from getting to the goal. So it doesn't really make a difference if I feel shit or not. Because nothing different happens. Um... Opinion on female performance-enhancing drug use, would you coach an assisted female? Uh, So I don't have enough knowledge in in, in assisted females. Like I know where to point you. You know, that's about it. But I don't have the confidence in um, the physiological effects of steroids on women, uh, the androgenicity in women. Like I know like I know the basics like the basic drugs that you girls can be using and I also know the doses But I've never put a girl through those so I personally wouldn't feel comfortable doing it uh, I also probably this you know don't call me sexist for this, but I probably I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it because I know that those things can offer permanent changes in women If that makes sense, and if it's down to you Then really who, who the fuck am I to say? Don't I just don't want to do it right. I don't want to be the cause of these changes feel for, for your entire life, you know. Adam's apple, deeper voice, clit enlargement, you know, like those things are real and they will happen if you take performance enhancing drugs, testosterone, Anavar, Primovolin, Mastron, whatever. Whatever you end up using, those side effects will happen and they can potentially be permanent. If you look at any assisted female bodybuilder, you, you can see it, right? And 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 that's not necessarily an issue. I don't, I don't really care. You know, you do you, but for me to take you through that process. Number number one and foremost, I haven't got the knowledge. If I did, maybe I'll be saying something different. Number two, the health implications for women a lot more severe, a lot more irreversible. Um, so morally, it's a little bit more of a grey area, right? Um, and yeah, and that's it really. Like I don't, I don't have enough knowledge. But yeah, like you know, it is what it is. Like if you want to do that shit, just do yourself the due diligence to get the right person on board. Um, and I know who this is who's asked me, so if you do want to find someone, just drop me a message. Um, what a deep question. Do you think religion still has a role in modern society? Wow. This is an extremely hard question to answer. Um, I've never thought deeply enough about it because I've never been involved in religion. I've never been... Religious I've never been maybe I've been to church once or twice. I don't fucking know like I understand religion I understand the cultures of religion. I understand different religions, and I understand I Understand why people are religious Um, I probably wouldn't call myself religious, but I'd probably I I, I Don't want to say I'm agnostic Oh, I'm not sure of the difference of all these fucking things. I shouldn't say that really. I basically have to see it to believe it, but I Can see Why there is a god I can see why people think there is a god. I can see Why they think there's this creator, this all-knowing being because what the fuck? Have we come from? Why are we here? How are things so big? What was before the big bang? What was this? You know, I can understand why there are these potential all-knowing all-seeing figures of everything. I can completely understand that. I think where the where where the line gets grey for me is when religions clash. When it's so severe that you know we think about Indians, uh, Hindi Muslims, the the wars that have happened internally for that Sikhs. There's and there's Muslim Jews. Like there's so much inter-religion um, Confrontation conflict that that's where it gets a bit gray for me because I Like for me for me religion At, at, the, at the basics of it. They offer you great morals they offer you uh, Almost like an enlightened path they teach you not to be a cunt, you know all of the writings the scriptures the the, the Bibles the Quran the, the the brief passages that I've read have all been positive and have all been very, very um, mindful of your neighbour, mindful of other people. We are one world. You know, we are all God's children. You know, it's, it's very, very inclusive. So, so I can see at the basic level so much, so much positivity with religion. Um, I also see, like, I also see the need for it in the fact that. People need that tangibility of what the fuck is going on, you know, like not many people are well A lot of people are uncomfortable with the thought, thought that we are a flying rock through an infinite space With other inf- with other huge flying rocks around huge flying balls of fire like I can understand the need to kind of rationalize that with a God and It makes a lot of sense that there would be some all-knowing all-powerful thing that's created This or had a huge impact on this but for me personally It's 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 uh, it's it's very very great, and I've never I've never explored the root of religion Like directly to kind of understand or become religious. I've never done that so I couldn't speak too far on it I'm sure there's a lot of people who are religious that that couldn't speak a little bit further So I think that's just my thoughts on that situation. I'm probably gonna leave it there before I offend anyone I hope that makes sense um Okay, it's hard to pick these good questions, you know, some a lot of shite questions. <laughs> um, Does strength work have a place in bodybuilding? Um, so overall in bodybuilding, you should be getting stronger. Your overall goal, your overarching goal should be to get stronger over time. If we're talking about directly strength training, talking about below five reps, that typical Range for strength training, um, I would say there's a place for lower re- ranges, but probably not that low. Um, the overarching goal of getting strong is paramount. If you are stronger over six reps than you were the week before, I've got no doubt in my mind that you are creating a bigger stimulus for more hypertrophy. So, at the face of it, yes, yeah, strength work has a place. Directly strength, directly strength building for powerlifting and whatnot, then I'd probably say no, I don't think so. Um, what was your second cycle? Was it straight into an off-season prep? I'll get my drift here. Uh, yeah So my second cycle my first cycle Was 250 milligrams of testosterone. I ran that for like 16 weeks I got my bloods done and it was like I hadn't even been using steroids So there was no need for me to come off Um, and I went straight into a prep from there. So I went like I I actually just stayed at 250 For like the first four or five weeks of that prep, but I added in Primo Mastron things like that. So um my second cycle was my prep cycle. Um, I don't really want to go into the doses of that because they changed as we go. But like the starting ones were like two fifty test, two hundred primo, two hundred Mastron. And I think I think that was pretty much it. But we obviously added things in because it was a prep cycle. So I had anavar winstrol at the end. I think I had some tren at the end. Um, then there was like t three clen, all those types of things. So yeah. Um, how has having Coach as an awesome, oh, how, how has having a coach as awesome as Callum helped to improve? Uh, he's just someone who's always learning, and I think that's something that this is very valuable in a coach. Is like, I can coach myself, right? I can coach myself the drugs, I can coach myself, uh, the, the nutrition, the sleep. I've done this stuff for years now, so I really, really could do it on my own. I just know that Cal is someone who is consistently improving and consistently learning more, and because he's ahead of me in his game. In experience, in knowledge, in understanding of everything, right, knowledge across everything um, it doesn't make sense me to me to cut that tie because he knows more than me and is consistently learning, I'm consistently learning, but when you're both consistently learning and one's ahead of the other, you kind of just stay the same, right, so he consistently is above me, but I'm consistently improving as well, so you know, don't be the smartest guy in the room um, plus Cow is, is a really, really good friend is a mentor, uh, not just a muscle mentor but he is a, a a mentor of psychology mindset and and everything like that so yeah um, how did you first start to learn about pharmacology and some basic info and stuff and so I paid for um I paid for consultations I paid for about seven or eight consultations with Joe Jeffrey they cost sixty quid a time so I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds on them um I attended lectures, two training, muscle mentors, um, I've had some consultations with Victor Black, I've watched a lot of YouTube, podcasts, um, more plates, more dates, has some great content as well. So those three people, Victor Black, Joe Jeffrey, uh, even the muscle mentors, they don't talk too much about drugs though, the muscle mentors. Uh, and Victor Black, like the really, really good guys, pharmacology, so just jump on it. Um... Blasting on underground labs and then using them to cruise is their worry of heavy metals long-term There's probably heavy metals in every fucking jab you take so this is just a part of taking steroids unfortunately Um, I'd recommend just getting yourself some liposomal glutathione can help remove those heavy metals take mine every single morning Um, but it's just part and parcel of 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 the uh, Of the risk my man unfortunately, you just got to deal with it Um Plus, I I wouldn't know how to test for how many metals and how much you're putting in, really. So, Thoughts on not tracking macros for the average guy? Yeah, I, d- I don't think there's any need to track macros as long as you're tracking your calories. Um, roughly. You don't even need to do that. If you are good at intuitive eating, and you can take your body weight up or down or stay the same without having to count any of those things. Great. No pressure. Do it. You know, but if you... Try intuitive eating and you lose a shit ton of weight or you gain a shit ton of weight You're not intuitively eating right so often counting calories can be a very very good savior Um, If you really don't want to count macros just try and get enough protein in and 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 wherever the rest of the macros fall they fall just focus on those calories first Because calories are the most important then you've got your macros And you've got your micros right so calories first and then you can worry about the rest um most memorable sporting moment outside of border building. I can picture it straight away. Most memorable. Uh, I've definitely got a few of these memories, but this is the one. So this was semi-final of the... So you have the... You have the uh, this is rugby. You have the uh, cup, the plate, uh, the spoon. So the cup is the best teams. Uh, if you win the cup, you're the best team in the country. If you uh, If you get knocked out at the... I think, I think if you get knocked out You go into the plate And then if you get knocked out You go into the spoon So we got knocked out We were in the plate This is the semi-finals of the plate Against a really really good team So the plate team If you're in the semi-finals Or the finals of the plate You you are the best second rate teams In in the country And bearing in mind We're just like A village team right Not like a You get some teams like Cobham uh, There are some like, London Old Boys Like there are some club teams, which are really, really, really good, like Henley, Henley on Thames, like all those teams like are really, really, really good, you know, they could be professional almost, or they feed into professional clubs, so we were like, the, we were like one of the best second-rate teams, if that makes sense, and uh, it was a very, very, very close game, we managed to score a try, in fact, I scored the try, I was a winger at the time, sidestep, sidestep, boom, 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 slam down in the corner, fucking come on, I was also the kicker, so we're in the far right-hand corner. I'm left-footed. And I got to ping this ball straight through the middle of the gap to go ahead. Straight through the middle of the gap to, to go ahead. And I'm I'm 18 years old and playing against the men. You know, I, I pull this this ball all the way back to the 22-yard line because that that was a good angle for me. Enough I could see enough of the enough of the sticks for me to kind of try and aim through it but not so far away that I couldn't kick it that far. But I was on their side. I was on the other team's fan side. And you you guys know Club Rugby. There's no stands. There's nothing like that. There is the touchline, five meters, and all the fans. So I'm all the way out on this 22-yard line, on the far right-hand corner, because I put that ball down in the touchline. 10, 15, 20 old men shouting at this 18-year-old, you fucking going to miss? All of them, consistently going, trying to put me off. And I'm stood an arm's length away from these people and they are go and like I'm I'm just concentrating I'm going this is my routine and I step to the right and they're going where are you gonna fucking miss as I'm walking up to the ball and I just ping it sweet sweet straight through the middle and they just go dead silent everyone goes dead silent I was just converted my own try turned around middle fingers up at both of them <laughs> at all these people and they just start laughing i pinged it straight through the middle it was just an unbelievable moment just an unbelievable kick hit the sweet spot what a feeling and uh oh yeah, i was buzzing honestly um but we actually lost that we we had another we got we got given a penalty 10 meters to the left of the of the uh of the sticks in the 22 yard line And this fucking idiot prop just picked the ball up, quick try because he thought, quick tap because he thought he could run through and just got fucking hammered. It was like the last minute of the game. All we needed to do was take the kick and we would have won. He just got hammered, dropped the ball forward, they got a scrum, kicked it out, they won. And he was just a fucking idiot. He was just such an arrogant little prick as well and he shouldn't have done it. But we were all screaming at him, you should have given it to Josh the kick because it was an easy kick. You know, especially the way that I was kicking so that's, that's one of my most memorable sporting moments I've got lots of those I can probably give a few of those um, As we go through the weeks um, Do you feel any external pressure from sources I.e. social studies Yeah, so there there is more pressure on this Than than ever before Ever, ever, ever before First year I could deal with the pressure 2019 was my first year assisted I could deal with that pressure a lot easier Because I could essentially say to myself This is my first year using steroids Like you know, you can't expect to walk away with a pro. I had a sneaky feeling in my head. I'm like, maybe but maybe I'll get it. But I sort of knew it wasn't gonna be there. I thought I knew it was gonna be a very, very uphill battle. This year, different ball game. I've obviously gone away, put on a shitload of size. I'm sort of pro standard-ish. You know, maybe a little bit low lower, maybe I'm there. You know, some competitions I might be there. But the difference is is that everyone's seen the progress and every single comment is I've got no doubt you're getting this pro card. Let me let me let me just give it to you from my point of view. People who potentially haven't competed before, people who potentially haven't been on the scene or they're on they're in the natty scene or you know, you follow bodybuilding a little bit. For you to say to someone, I've got no doubt that you're going to win a pro card is the biggest bunch of Bullshit I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry to anyone who said that to me who's listening to that. But you have no idea who's gonna turn up. You you see me work hard every single day. There is someone who is working just as hard every single day. There are people who want this just as much as I do. There are people who've been doing this longer than I have. There are people who've been using steroids longer than I have. There are people who should have got a pro card last year that didn't and might come back this year and do it. You never know who is gonna turn up. So there is never any certainty about any win. So when you get these comments, I know you're gonna win. No, you fucking don't like you don't you know, so I don't mean that in an aggressive way. I just mean I don't take those comments Too Um I just know that there's a lot of expectation. Like there's a lot of expectation. I put a picture up on my You know physique. There's 50 60 comments people saying there's no way you don't go, you don't turn pro, right? You have to ignore those as as an influencer I have to ignore those and just listen to the people around me because it's gas it's complete gas, you know. Like people think I could, like some people would think I win the fucking Olympia for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like it's there's levels to the game, and I'm like on level three out of ten, you know. So while I don't necessarily take that uh, to heart, it does build pressure because there's a lot of expectation, and obviously if it doesn't happen, I mean for myself there's a lot of expectation, right? I've worked. Years for this I've put my life on hold for this I've put my Girlfriend's life on hold my mum's life on hold Everyone does everything for me, right? So if I don't get it After all this sacrifice like I'm I've I've been paying a thousand pound in rent every single month for the last four months for the last since March last year And I have not been at home. Do you know what I mean? Like I've not been at that house because I'm sacrificing Staying with my girlfriend who we I moved in with her in August and I've lived in that house Two out of those seven months, you know, so it's like five six seven thousand pound that I've lost from rent Let alone the time With her, you know, we moved in together for me to move out and carry on training Like There is a huge amount of sacrifice on this year huge amount huge 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 amount so that gets to me more than anything is the sacrifices that I've made in my personal life which I don't necessarily shout about on Instagram, people think everything's great and I'm training and I'm doing my cardio in my own house and with my mum, like yeah, that's great but I also, I'm, my girlfriend is on her own every single day, you know, like it's a brutal sacrifice that I've had to make, she understands and we've talked about it hundreds of times and, and we know what we're doing but that is peak, you know, so that's the biggest pressure on me this year is to make it worth it. Um, and then obviously all the comments and, and whatnot, it's brutal, right? And even my best friends, like Joe, Joe tells me I'm going to get it. That's that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot, a lot of pressure, so we've got to be very careful. Um, taking those things too, taking those things too seriously. Um, we're creeping on 40 minutes now, so I'll only do a couple more. I know you guys enjoy longer ones sometimes. Um, um, let's go through these. Uh, 3 meals versus 4 or 5, as long as pro protein cows are met, is there much of an impact? Not really, not really. Uh, I generally would say more regular meals. 4 would be sound. Uh, 3 is fine. 2, I'd probably try and get 3. 3, three meals for me is, is fine. My only concern of 3 meals is if you've got 250 grams of protein, you have in you know, 80 grams a meal or something. Yeah, well, eight just over eighty grams of meal. It's a lot of protein, so I'd rather just one extra meal in there, so it's split a little bit more evenly. Uh, but it's not going to be the end of the world at all, no way. Uh, nips are always puffy, <laughs> but no hard lump. What may cause this? Three hundred milligrams of test a week um, to take your test down, bro. Take your test um, down. You're probably just holding a little bit. What if your nips are sensitive or puffy or anything? Take the test down because you can develop gyno very very quickly. It might not feel hard, but it'll get hard quick. So I would always take the test down, or I'm not even gonna no, you wouldn't use an aromatized inhibitor, you would take your test down. Will you run clean through your whole duration of your pip? yeah, you will. Yeah, I will. Um, there's no need to cycle clean that's all bullshit. Um, so you're just gonna run it the whole way. Um is it better to buy more expensive protein powders or cheaper alternatives? Um generally speaking, you get what you pay for. The more expensive blends tend to be just very, very high quality whey. Um, the lower ones tend to be blends of whey. Um, so I'd definitely recommend getting the expensive ones personally. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, last few questions. How did you originally go about getting on TRT? Uh, you've clearly. Uh, I just use it myself. I just put it in my bum and push the injection in. I buy it myself from a drug dealer. I don't it's not from a doctor. So yeah. <laughs> um Do I think Brandon Harden will get his pro card this year? Um I shouldn't have even fucking read that out, but nah I'm here. Um I think he has potential to get it this year. Um I, I like. I know that classic is a different ball game. Like classic guy is a huge. I, I know that. I do know that shape is going to play very much in his favor, right? I know that he's going to get into condition because he fucking brings the A game, and I know that he's got the genetics, genetic capacity to be an IFBB pro. My only query would be: is he big enough? Uh, I've seen people turn pro as big as him, so I do not doubt that he could go pro this year if he gets the right show. Uh, We're actually doing the same show. So maybe he'll get it the same show that I do. Maybe he'll get it before I do. Maybe I'll get it before him. Who knows? Is it relevant because we do different classes? So it very much depends on the show for sure. Um, If he wants to be competitive at a pro level, obviously he needs a shit ton more size, right? I think he's about my height. He can be 105 kilos on stage. He started his prep at 105 kilos, 106 kilos or something, right? So he can be on stage at what he's starting prep. So I've got no doubt he'll be 90 to 90-something 90 on stage, something like that, maybe-ish, something around like that. You know, he can put on 10 kilos, 15 kilos of muscle. So, it's a lot of muscle to be competitive as a pro. But can he turn pro? 100%. 100%. If you've got the right show, 100%. All right. Um, do I get many side effects from the clan? Um, not not too bad to be fair. Not too bad anymore. Um, rules elements. I go rules The Black rules Will I ever employ anyone to the JBF brigade like Brightman has? Yeah, I actually have a coach starting next month, <laughs> but I'll bring that into the public domain very very soon. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna leave that. That there's a few. There's loads more questions, but a few rubbish ones. We're just gonna leave that there. So. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed my beautiful voice. We'll see you guys soon. Peace and love, everybody. Bye-bye.